You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7, and sports. This is Behind the Stripes. Thank you for joining us as we take an honest look at the men and women we call officials, the professionals who make it possible for us to enjoy the games we love. They are the authority on the field, on the courts, on the diamonds, and on the ice. Behind the Stripes is here to support our officials, athletic directors, coaches, players, and fans by bringing attention to good sportsmanship, strong leadership, selfless teamwork, and respect for others on and off the playing field. Now, let's join our host, Keith Myers, and his guest for today's show welcome to week five of behind the stripes keith myers brenda hilton joins us hi brenda how are you i'm very good how are you unbelievable week five how about that yeah great great stuff keep those cards and letters coming uh you can contact brenda at brenda at officiallyhuman.com and myself coach at indiana srn you can also follow us on twitter and check out our websites as well as we would uh looking forward to meeting you and uh this week is going to be kind of cool because scott Selman is with us he is uh mud sock uh scott and i met each other per phone on a tuesday and scott i didn't realize how many sports you guys do but man you have a ton of sports uh that you guys uh try to put together for young young men and young women yeah thanks for having me and yeah it's it's uh Twelve leagues and over ten thousand kids. We like to keep it going and active in the fishers community. Um, hey Scott, one thing uh, I did want to ask you. Well, first of all, kind of what is Mudsock and how did you become an, involved in the organization? Yeah, so when people hear the name, it's it's probably pretty unique. Unless you are familiar with the town of Fishers, uh, Mudsock probably seems like a strange name, but. Much um, like youth athletics is the community recreational team sports organization for the city of Fishers and HSC school districts. And it was founded in 1987 uh, because the town of Fishers was around 2,000, 4,000 people. And they just didn't have the bandwidth to be able to provide youth sports programming while also keeping up with all the land that was Fishers. So a bunch of volunteers came together and formed what was then called sports. And through the years, we've evolved to Mudsock Youth Athletics. And that's kind of a a tip of the cap to uh, before the town of Fishers was incorporated, the people that worked on the railroad and people that were hardworking Fishers folks, they were called Mudsocks because they'd put in a hard hard day work and they'd get mud in their boots and they'd have Mudsocks. So uh, ah. we we liked to, to bring that in. And uh, HSC and Fishers High School, when they have athletic contests, they also compete for the Mud Sox Trophy. You know, you got to okay. like that. You, you got to like that, Brenda, that they named it out of, out of the town. You know, you say 10,000 uh, athletes, uh, boys and girls, which means 10,000 parents. Uh, how do you keep everybody underneath the same umbrella, and how do you keep people under control? Because sportsmanship's got to be a, a number one priority. Yeah, so we're very fortunate uh, the way that our organization is set up. That you're right, we have ten thousand kids, ten thousand parents, but we also have two thousand volunteers. So we have all these strong, hardworking volunteers that help us manage everything that goes on from. You know, what's going on from field to field, painting the lines, setting up goals and baskets and making sure that everybody is following kind of the policies and procedures that we have in place. Uh, Certainly, 
we're we're no different than any other youth sports organization. We've got some folks that like to vocalize opinions that maybe we don't agree with or act up at sporting events. But for the most part, because of all the volunteers that we have and all the training, we try to keep those to a minimum. Hey, Scott, one question for you. Did, do your um, parents, are they required to uh, sign a code of conduct at the beginning of each sports season? They are. So anyone that registers with us signs a couple different things, but uh, included with that registration form is a code of conduct. And um, how do you use that during during the season? So I guess my question is, I, I look at the code of conduct or a lot of the other forms that we sign for organizations. And how do you address that? If, if a parent is acting up, how do you refer back to the code of conduct or do you? Yeah, no, absolutely. We refer back to it. Uh, it really depends on the severity of the incident, you know, Sometimes we have some folks that will just kind of get a little more heated than they should at a game. And we're, we've got a volunteer that's on site. Uh, we usually call him a board member on duty. who's able to de- de-escalate the situation completely before it ever gets to anything. But in instances where we have, you know, an issue or incident report completed, we'll reach out to that individual either by phone or by email and we'll reference the code of conduct. And it, you know, explicitly states that, you know, you're being an example for your children, not just for your specific children that you're there for, but for all the children in our community. And because of X, Y, and Z, you know, you have broken your agreement to the code of conduct. And then, you know, depending on the severity, you know, we have things, rules in place that will, you know, possibly ask them to not attend a game or not participate in our program anymore. You know, Brenda, when I grew up as, as you, you know, our parents had had something like that. And I think more and more that we see youth sports developing, I think it's real important not only that the parents understand that, but as an official, you have to understand that because I think officials should have that same contact of how uh, contact, uh, how to handle fans and, and who, who to look for on game day to, to, to maybe uh, put out that fire before it gets to be a big flame. Yeah, Scott, how does that work? Um, because you're you're working on with so many different locations um, and, and contacts at those locations. How does that work for the from the official standpoint? Do you does somebody meet the official when or officials when they get there and let them know that, hey, I'm your point of contact if something goes sideways? Yeah, it varies on the locations. You're you're right. Uh, at some of our larger locations, uh, Billericay Park is our big baseball diamond. Olio Fields is our softball. Uh, diamond facility and Cynthia Park is a kind of multi-purpose field. When we're at those large locations, there's the volunteer who's a board member on duty. There's also a lot of other league representation that's there. So yeah, they'll greet referees, officials, uh, anybody that's going to be part of the either production or just, you know, contest. In some of our smaller fields, we communicate with our head coaches that, Hey, the referee or official is going to be there at a certain time. Please introduce yourself. Uh, they'll go over their normal um, code of conduct and rules and regulations that they're going to enforce. But uh, your representation of Mudsock Youth Athletics and the individual league that you volunteer in. So we expect you to treat them with the utmost respect. Awesome. Awesome. And then how many we have we've got 10,000 uh, students or athletes. How many competitions are you are you guys responsible for assigning a year? Oh, man. <laughs> 
That's a tough question. He's got to take I off think... his shoes and his socks now, Brenda. Thank you very much for doing <laughs> that, Scott. That's you know, I'm not sure. I, I off the top of my head, I you know, in rough numbers, I'd say thousands. Uh, as as we talk about assigning these officials, and you know, you said thousands of games. What what breed of official are you looking? Are you looking for veterans? Are you looking for young officials? Uh, if someone's out there and said, hey, I live in Fishers, or hey, I live in not surrounding areas, maybe I should check that out. Uh, how do you develop those officials, and uh, do you assign them uh, with a veteran, or how do you do that, Scott? Yeah, so that's the one of the age-old questions. You know, How do you engage volunteers, and how do you engage officials uh how do you recruit and how do you keep bringing them back uh so we've got varying levels of officials in our our programs we have some community members who have been doing it for 20 years wow Uh, we have a a lot of leagues that have now gone the way of uh, compensating our officials which i don't necessarily think is a is a bad thing uh wasn't always what we were doing because we were trying to be this you know volunteer organization but we also understand there's a lot of work that goes into being an official, a lot of training to keep up on things. So it only seems fair to compensate them. So for our leagues that have a lot of officials, yeah, we, we absolutely try to pair them with uh, veterans when we have new recruits. Our baseball and softball programs do a great job of trying to bring in the older boys and girls who participate in their program. So once they reach age 14, 15, they start saying, hey, great way for you to give back to the league that you've grown up in is to go umpire the, you know, the 8U, the T-ball games and learn. Sometimes you actually learn the game from a whole different perspective when you're doing it. And, you know, our hope is, is that on top of that, we help develop those teenagers during our program into better adults. We're also hoping that they see the value of officiating, but then also understand when they're doing their own athletic contests that it's a lot harder of a job than it looks like when you're in the middle of it. Scott Simpson, uh, Scott Spillman joins us. He is from Mud Sock. Brenda Hilton, Keith Myers with you on Behind the Stripe. You know, you mentioned that. I think, uh, and Brenda, chime in on this. Don't you think if a young 14, 15-year-old official now is officiating a game, when they go into high school, they may have a different look of what that high school official is doing to better their game. I absolutely agree. And I think if we can, if we can get to a point where we are really promoting officiating at the, the high grade school and, and high school levels, I think it's only going to help everybody in the end. And maybe we can get people to, to stay in a little bit longer. I think that the caveat to all of this though, is if we don't improve the treatment of officials, they're not going to stay in it longer than three years, Scott. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right, Brenda. Uh, and, you know, with having our younger kids kind of do that, our hope is that they will have one of those lessons where they'll experience something. Not that we wish bad experiences on them, but when they realize that, oh, man, you know, that was a tough call and I did my best. And somebody said that was horrible or I was a bad person. It doesn't feel good, you know. So uh, I think the more experience they can gain and then project it into their own athletic play, hopefully that will in turn, they'll realize, you know, I don't need to do that. I don't need to call out the umpire or the official every time I disagree with them because they're trying their best and they're trying to make it so that we all can enjoy what we're, we're competing in. 
And what's, yeah, and, and and taking those taking those comments back to their own parents who may actually right. be one of the people in the stands. My point exactly. You know, when you when that child goes back to that mom and dad and say, "You need you're embarrassing me. You need to stop." Uh, that echoes volumes not only for mom, that mom and dad from everybody in that stands to because they need to do it respectfully. But all of a sudden, there's a, there's a little bit of ownership. Uh, that that young child has developed, uh, which is terrific. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. So I, I've been with Mudsock Youth Athletics now for about three years. And, you know, I kind of keep a file or keep track of issues that we've handled throughout the years. And I think I can count on one hand how many times we've had an issue that's actually involved a child. Most of the issues that we deal with are with adults who are acting up or acting inappropriately. And a lot of them have to do with just not staying cool and staying calm because an official made a quote unquote wrong call. Well, here's the $200 question in it. Three years, you've been in it three years. How much hair have you lost? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I have been telling people a lot that I, I do recall having more hair when I started than I do now, but uh, I've been on borrowed time with my hair for a long time here. Uh, <laughs> As we approach yeah. halftime, Brenda, we're approaching halftime, and uh, second half, uh, Scott will be joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the shortage of maybe where he has officials and, and all kinds of stuff. So stay with us. We'll have the second half of Behind the Stripes right after this. It's halftime at the Behind the Stripes podcast, powered by Indiana SRN, underwritten by the IHSAA and the Indiana Officials Association. If you would like to be a part of our sponsorship, please contact us at info at indianasrn.org. We want to hear from you. Contact Keith Myers at coach at indianasrn.org or Brenda at brenda at officiallyhuman.com. Now let's join Keith for the second half of Behind the Stripes, powered by Indiana SRN. Do you want to hear your favorite team on IndianaSRN.org? It's easy to do. Calling all the play-by-play and colored commentary. High school sports along with U Sport, Mr. Wizard is waiting for your call. Contact him at 317-443-0052. We're ready for every touchdown, basket, and goal. Contact Mr. Wizard, 317-443-0052. Becoming a licensed sports official is a great way to make a positive difference in the community and support the over 160,000 Indiana student-athletes that participate across 21 IHSAA sports. Sports officiating allows you to stay connected to the game, become a role model for our young student-athletes, earn extra money, and support the patrons and communities of our IHSAA member schools. To learn more about becoming a licensed IHSAA official, log on to IHSAA.org officials today. You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7, and sports. Back at the second half of this Behind the Stripes, Keith Myers, Brenda Hilton joins us. Scott Spillman joins us. He is the director of Mud Sock up in Fishers, Indiana, and we want to thank him for joining us. And it's been an interesting conversation so far, and I kind of love uh, that all these kids are involved and they're in that same community. You got to be there's got to be some community pride up there too, Scott. Hundred uh, percent. You know that's one of the pillars of our organization is that uh, you can give back to your community because it's a great place to live and. 
you can impact the kids that are growing up in the community. Uh, the fun story that I always love to tell is that I actually grew up in Fishers and I went through the program and I have tons of fun, enjoyable sports memories being in that program when my dad was coaching, my mom was helping out. Uh, those are the memories that you remember forever. Yeah. Hey, Scott, one, one question on, on the, the, where we are right now in your community with games, how are is seasons or summer seasons back you're playing again, you're, you're having competitions and are you just kind of taking it day by day, week by week on what's going on in the world of COVID? Yeah. You know, it, it's so funny that ever since we went into, you know, quarantine, it seems like the days last forever mm. and they go super fast all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we, we are really taking it day by day. Uh, we've been able to open our baseball diamonds and softball diamonds. So we have travel baseball and travel softball going and uh, on June 19th, we were able to get our football and boys lacrosse to begin some of their contact sport uh, training before the season's kickoff. Uh, but it, it's been a steep learning curve because there's a lot that's changing and we're still trying to keep up with it because every day there's something new, you know. Um, so we're all just trying to do our best to keep everybody safe and healthy. Yeah. And there's a, there's just a lot of noise out there that we're trying to, you know, it all, even in our day jobs, trying to figure out, okay, what, what noise do I let go of and what, what noise do I hold on to? And I can only imagine. And then the fact that, you know, when you think about it from a, a youth sport aspect and I, all three of my kids spent time in youth sports and you open your concession stands back up and now you have all this stuff in stock. Do you change the way that you do you're ordering because you don't want to waste a bunch of food. Like there's so many factors that go into this whole thing. It's, it's really a fascinating world. And then, you know, then you have all these umpires and, and officials that sign up to work these games and, you know, that's money they count on. So it's, it's just a crazy, crazy time for everybody. It is. And, you know, we always say that if we could just make youth sports be the kids on the fields or on the courts, and it was just mm-hmm. that nothing else, it would be easy. But unfortunately, that's that's not the case. Right. Yeah, on the lighter side of that, because you opened this up, Brenda, you, you mentioned concession stands. So what's your favorite item in the concession stand, Scott? Is it the nachos? Is it the coney dog? Well, I would love if we had a coney dog out at our concession stands. Uh, I've got a pretty big sweet tooth, so I usually go with candy. I'll go with the M&M's or Sour Patch Kids, usually. Oh, come on. It's the nachos. Oh, yeah, that's a great choice. It's the nachos. <laughs> get get behind the screen, watch the umpire go balls and strikes, suggest that he's missing the strike zone a little bit, and eat some nachos. It, that, that, that's a that's a literally get day for you guys. Yeah, true. true. Time-honored tradition. Talk a little bit about your parents, and, and you, you talked about your volunteers. Uh, what is their role as your volunteers uh, to educate your parents about the game? Do you have clinics uh, for those parents, and do you have also clinics for the officials that call your games? Because with as many uh, games that you have, there's got to be different rules for every age group. So is there a, a clinic there that you put on uh, earlier in the year so parents understand what is going to be called and, ha- and how does those parents encourage that? Twelve different leagues, we've got a lot of different ways that we handle the training. But uh, in short, yes, we do, we do that for all of them. Some of our coach meetings are also official meetings uh, with our some of our sports like boys across, girls across, field hockey. We have 
you know, those are growing sports. So we need the parents to also be the coaches or we need them to be the officials because there's not just lots of people all over Indiana saying, oh, yeah, I've been officiating lacrosse for 25 years. Uh, but when you look at baseball and softball, yes, absolutely. We have uh, training both for coaches and for officials. And we've been fortunate that for some of our more longstanding leagues like those, we've got a lot of officials who, like I said previously, have been doing it for a while. So it's more of a refresher course for them than for some of the other sports where we're really teaching the sport to them for the first time. Scott, to, the, to that note about the, the officials doing it for a long time, do you see that your um, veteran officials, they enjoy being mentors for some of the, the newcomers? I'd say for the most part, they do. Uh, you know, there's always a few that feel like they didn't get any support or help, you know, back in their day when they were growing up. So why, why would they help the youngins now? Um, but for the majority of them, yes, absolutely. I think that they really look at it as another way to give back. And it's yeah. a good teaching moment. You see a lot of, uh, you know, father-daughter, father-sons, mother-daughter, mother-sons uh, combinations in officiating too, which I think is just so cool. Yeah, I got to love that. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That's that's really good for mom and dad. It's a great bonding uh, to a point because you know you go home and discuss it. I know uh, coaches do that with their players. You know they they may coach their son and daughter, but as an official, uh, and we're seeing a lot of that here lately, Brenda, with youth sports. A, a lot of mom and dads or uh, father sons are now umpiring together, and and that's kind of cool to uh, to see the state uh, developing that. Yeah, I. I agree. It, it's it's cool to see, and if you can get a third generation in there, that's even that's even cooler. And um, most people in our survey that we did say, how do how do officials become officials? And it's through other officials. So if your parents are doing it, most naturally you might that might be a great path for you. Scott, I have one more question about your football uh, program. Uh, does that Medstock League then play into the IEFA? Is there a team that plays in that uh, travel uh, elementary football league, or is that completely separate than what you guys do? Oh, yeah, we do participate. We have Our team is called the Knights, and they participate in that every year. Brenda, this is a league uh, uh, that's been around for 50-plus years of elementary football teams that are in those type of suburbs that play travel football at the end of the year they have a huge super bowl uh, indiana srn has been very fortunate to uh, broadcast that championship game over the uh, over the years uh, it is a great organization uh, and you would see, you see uh, parents officials working together to make something good for these kids that are in uh, fifth and sixth grade it's a great league that's amazing i'd love to learn more about that so scott tell me a little bit about when the season starts and i know that you have preseason coaches meetings and you have some officiating meetings what can we do as as organizations working together to better the treatment of officials what can we do collectively to help organizations like mudsock to um maybe help send the messaging so it's not so heavy from them from the organization, in this case, Mudsock. So it's not so heavy from you guys, and there's an outside entity. How do do you see that maybe helping out organizations? Yeah, well, you know, I 100% support the work that you're doing with Officially Human, and I think it's going to make a huge impact across the country as more and more people learn about it. Uh, I think hearing from different voices goes a long way. 
we joke in my office all the time that sometimes people don't want to hear from Scott Spillman anymore because they can get three or four messages from me as the season's starting up and it <laughs> kind of just becomes white noise. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there are opportunities for outside partners to really slot in and communicate and provide resources, both uh, to our officials and to our coaches, but also just to the average parent. I truly believe that the average parent does not understand everything that goes into the preparation of getting ready for youth sports in any capacity, but especially officiating it. I I agree with that also. And if they could just stay one day uh, of what an official does uh, because he has to work an eight hour day or she has to work an eight hour day and then she's, they're getting ready to call your game. Uh, uh, Brenda and I are seeing more and more of that. Uh, and there's got to be a cooling off period of, of relaxation before they go into uh, that game. But I, I respect people like you, Scott, that uh, understand that those officials are needed or there's not going to be leagues to be played. Yeah. One, one of the things is that I've been, of thinking about as, as we've kind of gone through COVID and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, Scott is because we do have an aging population of officials. And as we start to get back on the playing fields and courts, because of this aging population and the aging population being so susceptible to COVID, does that mean we're going to have less officials that are going to be coming back to sports I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a great question. We certainly had the concern about that as well. We did a survey of our coaches and was trying to gauge a few different items on how we could better support them. And it was a mixed bag. So I would imagine the, the survey would be very similar with officials as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly understand, you know, I've, I've told anyone that's reached out to me that's a coach that says, you know, they don't feel comfortable coaching just because of everything that's going on with COVID-19. We get it. You know, there's a lot of information that we still don't know. And I think it's really just our duty that we try to make them feel as comfortable as possible and as safe as possible. And fortunately we've got great partners with the city of Fishers. We're up in there cleaning and sanitizing across Mm -hmm. all of our parks and we're waiting to hear back from uh, HSC schools and everything that we do with them on their indoor facilities. But we know prior to COVID-19 that they were the best partners ever. They always keep it clean. They always help us keep everyone safe. So we expect the same thing when we find out what the status of schools are and everything involving those facilities uh, here right after the 4th of July. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'll, I'll be really interested to see, kind of how a lot of this plays out, especially at the, you know, small college division, or I'm sorry, division two, II, division three, and then high schools, especially at the high school level. I think they, the age, the population is even, the age is even higher. As we wrap things up, Scott, we really appreciate you spending some time with us today. As we say this every week to every single guest, you got to come back and join us. We could go on and on and on. We thank you. We wish you lots of success of Bud Sock, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no, thank you again for having me. I really enjoyed it. Brenda, I'll yeah, see thank you. Thank you, Scott. Brenda, I'll see you next week. All right, thank you. And don't forget to check out our websites, and don't forget to contact us, Brenda at officiallyhuman.com and coach at indianasrn.org. Until next week, goodbye, everybody. Thank you. 
listening to Behind the Stripes, a show that supports our officials, athletic directors, coaches, players, and fans by bringing attention to good sportsmanship, strong leadership, selfless teamwork, and respect for others on and off the playing field. Thank you for listening to Behind the Stripes. Powered by Indiana SRN. You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7 and sports. Do you want to hear your favorite team on indianasrn.org? It's easy to do. Calling all the play-by-play and colored commentary. High school sports along with youth sport. Mr. Wizard is waiting for your call. Contact him at 317-443-0052. We're ready for every touchdown, basket, and goal. Contact Mr. Wizard, 317-443-0052.